0: Fight Back on Zuma Radio. Here is Libby's Neimer.
1: Welcome back to Fight Back on Zuma Radio. I'm Libby's Neimer. The number's to call, 416-360-0740 or toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. March is Fraud Prevention Month, and every year thousands of Canadians fall victim to fraud, and it ends up costing millions and millions of dollars in losses. Uh, This happens regardless of age, gender, and location, and everyone can take basic steps to better protect themselves from becoming victims of fraud. Some basic tips include never giving out personal information at your door, over the phone, through social media, or on dating websites. And during the month of March, the OPP and its partners, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and the Competition Bureau will join police services across the country to promote public awareness to help prevent all Canadians from being becoming victims of fraud. Now, on the line, we have Daniel Williams, and he is from the Canadian Anti-Fraud center and he's a senior fraud specialist and daniel hello first of all hello libby how are you i'm just fine. And you fine thanks now we know that anybody can become a victim of fraud but um, older people seniors are more likely to have that happen to them Uh, why is that and what can be done to prevent it
2: well you know a variety of reasons you know why seniors are targeted um Something that lends itself to prize scams is the fact that you know, the majority of people who would be uh, you know, reading and participating in Reader's Digest and Publishers' Clearinghouse would be seniors. So you know, it's kind of a natural fit for the scammer who wants to hit you with the, the scheme that you've won the Reader's Digest contest, so you've won Publishers' Clearinghouse. Um, other scams, such as the, the, the grandchild emergency scam, again, you know, really lends itself to a, a senior victim. You know, the the idea being the, the suspect phones up and, you know, in a, you know, crying voice, uh, hi, grandma, it's me, I'm in trouble. Billy, Billy, is that you? Yeah, grandma, it's me, Billy, I'm, you know, got yeah. in an accident and I need $3,500, you know, so various scams, you know, they, they lend themselves to seniors and then, um, you know, there's also, uh, you know, the assumption that, uh, seniors are likely to have, especially if they target them in the right area, are, are likely to have a nest egg, which is what the bad guys are after. You know, they don't want, you know, where possible, they don't want, you know, 50, 60 bucks. They want 5000 10000 100000 as much as they can get their grubby paws on.
1: Well, uh, interesting you mentioned the number 5,000. Just in the news today, we heard this story, and this is something sounds like it would be very hard to avoid, where somebody got into a cab late at night, used a debit card, and it was one of those rigged machines that actually got his pin, and he woke up to an emptied bank account.
2: Absolutely. You know, there are uh, traps and tricks all over the place to to capture your information. Uh, You know, the I guess a, a bit of a um, uh, comfort is if you are defrauded through your credit card, your debit card, you have a, a, an amazing amount of protection. Um, you know, in some cases, yes, it's up to you to spot that you've been defrauded. But you know, if you have and you go to your, your financial institution, uh, the consumer usually does get their money back. So you know, while it's it, it seems to be getting easier and easier for the bad guys to get access to your money through your um, through your, your Financial instruments such as that, uh, the protection that you get, you know, and especially in terms of recouping the loss, is pretty high.
1: Okay, so uh, let's give out the numbers once again: four one six three six zero zero seven forty, or toll-free one eight six six seven forty. 740. So call us if you have a story about somebody who tried to pull a scam on you, someone who did pull a scam on you, or if you have any tips or any questions for Daniel Williams from the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. So, uh, Daniel, give us some tips. What are the most important things that you can do to avoid this?
2: Overall, it's verify, verify, verify. A stranger contacts you uh, and wants Something to do with your money, your property, or your personal information—you have to verify who you're dealing with, or you're going to be scammed. Um, simple as that. You know, the—it's um, it, it, nice to be, you know, open and accepting. You know, there are a lot of good people in the world. There's a lot of, uh, you know, legitimate contact you're going to have with, you know, with strangers. But when it comes to your, you know, your money, your property, your ID, it's up to you to verify who you're dealing with. Uh, verify the story, and you'll win out every single time when it comes to at least the mass marketing frauds, you know, the ones done by organized crime on a big scale.
1: Okay. Uh, Let's take a few calls. We've got Earl in Oakville. Hi, Earl. How are you? Yeah, how about you? Fine.
2: Um, I just get these phone calls from the credit card services, always warning me about my credit card, and I don't have a problem with my credit card. I'm just wondering if there's other people out there that are getting calls from these people.
1: Okay. What do you mean? Is it a call where they say uh,
2: we will... This is their final warning. Uh, We've been trying to contact you. This is your final warning about your credit card. I have no problem with my credit card. Uh, uh,
1: Daniel, is that some kind of phishing scam?
2: There are dozens of outfits out there who uh, pretend to be connected to your bank or to your card issuer. And the, the service that they pretend to offer is they will provide you or they will lower the interest rate on your credit card uh, to as little as zero percent. Uh, as the call progresses, if you're interested, uh, you may find out from them that they're going to charge $695 for this fantastic service. Um, in the end, what you actually receive from them, uh, and once you give them your credit card number, is um, a charge for, indeed, $695 U.S., and then uh, a packet of information delivered in the old days by mail now more and more by by email of pretty generic information information that while you know not not dangerous not harmful is something that you could get yourself on the internet in in less than a minute of searching
1: okay so, there's a, there's yeah. another thing i mean one that that lands up in in my Uh, inbox too often. Uh, The scammers, they've they've got the logo of your bank and they say, call us immediately. We need your information. Mm -hmm. So uh, never, a a real legitimate bank will never ask you for anything like a a passcode or anything, any kind of information over email. Never give it out.
3: Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Take
1: care. Okay. Thank you, Earl. We'll uh, take our next caller. And we have Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi. How are you? I'm fine.
4: Um, My comments are to do with the TAP credit cards, that everybody thinks it's such a wonderful thing to be able to walk into a store and just tap it. Does anybody think of what happens if you lose your card? Anybody else can go in and tap it. I've had the TAP removed from all of my cards uh, because let them at least struggle to find my uh, PIN number.
1: Um, uh, Daniel? Do you have anything to say about that?
2: um, Most of the banks or most of the card issuers have a a fairly low um, uh, limit on how much can be uh, accessed in a day or that way. Uh, So as long as you uh, notice that your card is missing and, you know, report it in a a fairly timely manner, again, you know, yes, the the bad guys will get some gain out of it. But, you know, you report it, it comes to a stop and a little bit of investigation by your card issuer and you should get your money back.
4: Uh, one other, uh, instance that took place was that, um, I was standing in front of the cash machine at a grocery, at a, uh, gas station. And had I not looked carefully, I would not have noticed that he was not charging me for my gas, but charging me 50 something dollars for someone else's. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think that was a mistake or do you think it was deliberate? Um, these,
4: these, uh, places have two cash registers they'll use one and then the other I'm not so sure it was an innocent mistake okay so a couple of things to look at
1: okay well uh, that's an interesting point about uh, the tapping uh, let's, uh, we've got a lot of calls on this so uh, let's just proceed um, we've got Don in Alliston hello Don hello how are you today fine how are you fine thank you
5: I have a call, and um, this person's non-stopping to call. He's called in the last three days, and thankfully he's left a message on the machine. But I don't have call display, so this is what he comes out with. I need you uh, or your representative. My name is Officer Gary Foster, And would you please phone me at 613-707-0072. This is regarding Canada Revenue, and it is immediate necessary that you call us.
1: Oh, I've heard about the Canada Revenue scam. Daniel, um, what can you tell us about this?
2: You know, the the legal representative um, feature, that is such an elegant little twist that these have put on their on their scheme. Uh, they're out-and-out out criminal gangs. Um, most of them calling from criminal call centers in India, doing a massive amount of calling worldwide: uh, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, the UK, uh, the US, and of course Canada. And everywhere that they they're calling, the only difference really is the name of the tax agency. Uh, the game remains the same: that you've made a mistake. They did an audit. Uh, you didn't respond to letters that they sent you. As a result of that, uh, it's been adjudged um, criminal tax fraud. Uh, the $3,500 that you owe uh, is going to result in your immediate arrest. You're going to be taken away to court in handcuffs. Uh, you're facing 14 years in jail, $90,000 in court costs. If you're foreign-born, your passport will be revoked. You'll be deported. Uh, you know, complete horror story. Now, the, the, the little kick of you or your legal representative that's one of the, you know that's one of their little manipulations that it le- you know the, the consumer who thinks well i'm not too sure about these tax issues but if they would speak to my lawyer then it must be on the up and up because of course my lawyer you know any lawyer would spot through a scam like this and of course that's true the then what they're expecting is because you've taken comfort from the fact that, it, that a lawyer could deal with this that it must be real that you'll call without a lawyer. Because, of course, if you do call them on a three-way call and say, oh, by the way, I've got my lawyer with me, the next thing you'll hear is click. (laughs) (laughs) They they know what they're doing. They're they're, they're scum, but they're smart scum.
5: Yes. Um, Is there any way, like, you know...
1: To block? You mean to... To block yeah, the block number,
5: these calls. Un- un- unfortunately,
2: they're using uh, when they're not using prepaid cell phones. They're using VoIP and other computer technology. There's just a, you know, uh, yeah. They-, they can get around anything. Unfortunately, you know, it's a it's a matter of uh, realize you, you you can't know who's calling on the other end if it's a stranger. Take yeah. the information that they wish to give. Give them no information whatsoever. Take the time to verify who they are. And
5: time and time
2: again, it'll be revealed as a fraud. Yes. Okay. I phoned the police about
5: this, and they said, Oh, yeah, it's a scam. This, uh, there's no such person as Officer Gary Foster. And uh, <laughs> and so uh, they put me on to uh, another, o- like another officer phoned me from um, Nottawasaga, because that's the OPP that are in my area. And she said, oh, yes, it's a complete scam. And I'm glad you didn't give them any information on the phone or anything like that.
1: Okay, Dawn, thank you for telling us about this. Yes. Uh, uh, It's really good information. We're going to take a quick break now, and we will be back with more calls. And Daniel Williams from the Anti-Fraud.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zuma Radio. Here is Libby's Nimer.
1: I'm Libby's Nimer. Welcome back to Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. And uh, we're talking about March being Anti Fraud Month. And we want to hear your stories about the scams that people are trying on you, whether it's on the phone, credit cards, whatever. The numbers to call: four one six three six zero zero seven forty or toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And we have, <clears throat> excuse me, Pat in Etobicoke.
6: Yeah, I'm listening to your radio, and the phone rings, and there's a guy on the phone telling me I'm—he's from my bank, um, and he's promising that I will get a six percent interest on my uh, credit card for the rest of my life. Uh, Yes. And I told him, I said, you know, it's ironic. I'm listening to 740, and uh, they're talking about people like you, and uh, I hope that you uh, get caught. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh, I love you. And I says, "Uh, (laughs) I don't love you, buddy. (laughs) I hung up. (laughs) But anyway, what I'm really calling for is, um, a couple of years ago, I was—I read an article in the newspaper, and it really jerked me about how easy it is for people to get into your, you know, your accounts and everything. And I guess maybe part of my age in that, or part of what I'm holding on to is so important to my future because I'm retired. Yep. And and uh, I try to find my credit rating, and they were asking different questions, and after a wee bit, I thought, gee whiz. I'm talking, I'm, I'm doing this over a phone. What happens if they've got a, a, a connection to this line and they're being transferred from the legitimate to the e-legal? Um, you know what I mean? Mm, not I'm, really. <laughs> okay. So you, did you get your credit rating? No, because I, they were, there were so many um, questions asking about my personal self that I thought, you know what, if this is a scam, they've got all this information that I've given them.
1: Well, they're just a big, uh, a big credit rating agency uh, where you can get your Equifax. Mm-hmm. There are just a couple of them, and uh, uh, if you go online, they'll tell you uh, what you do to get your credit rating.
6: Mm-hmm. I, as I said, I went to the bank, and I said, you know, like, what protection have I got? And even I went to my insurance company Mm-hmm. And they they said that uh, the insurance, most uh, home insurance policies cover uh, for $10,000, and that's for lawyers to uh, fight for you. And I'm thinking, yeah, but how can we prevent this from happening in the first place? So they couldn't help me. And so I said after asking, having answered so many questions on the phone, about my personal um, credit rate, uh, my my billing and everything, and, you know, how much equity and everything. Uh, you know, what happens if
1: this is falling into the
6: wrong hands?
1: Well, yeah, do you, questions on the phone, not a good thing.
6: Yeah, that's how I felt about it. So, you know, what else can you do? I don't have the Internet, so how else other than this number that the bank called, told me to, to find about, my credit rate well if
1: you got the number from the bank um y- i guess you could visit in person uh mm-hmm. but but if you know you got it face to face from your banker it's probably legit but um no yeah, i got the it's, phone call
6: i got the phone number i got the phone number from the bank
1: well and well, contact info would be good okay anyway thanks so much for your thinking. call pat okay bye. bye-bye Okay, we have a few calls waiting and not too much time left, so uh, we'll try to take all of them. Jake in Toronto. Hi, Jake.
7: Oh, hi, Libby. How are you?
1: Fine. How are you?
7: Good. Um, Two things. First thing, um, I used my credit card about 10 years ago. I bought a vehicle out west, and I drove the vehicle back, and the vehicle broke down, so I had to use my credit card to get it fixed. Well, two years later, and that's the only place I've ever used my credit card in D.C., Mm-hmm. Two, years, two years later, I get a phone call from the, the credit card company saying, are you trying to purchase a $3,500 computer? I was like, no. And they said, well, there's somebody in Hope that's doing that. I said, well, I have my vehicle uh, repaired in Hope, D.C., but I use my credit card. They said, well, they're trying to buy a computer, and you know, we want to stop that. I said, okay. I said, wouldn't it be more beneficial if they actually delivered the computer so that you could catch the person? They said, oh, no, no, we don't do that. And then about the other issue is with the banks. I've spoken to my bank, and they say under no circumstances will they phone you or send you an email. But yet I see on the commercials on TV, the Bank of Montreal, somebody's ca- they're calling somebody, and they're saying, "Oh yes," they, they even address me by name. So, like in one sense,
1: well, that's that's that we someone that you know. Uh, it's it's interesting what you're talking about uh, because. Uh, One of, I guess, the good things that banks do, and I've had a few occasions where they wouldn't let me use my card, where if they think that a transaction that you have is unusual, they won't let it go through until they've contacted you. So, uh, you know, if if either the location is different or it's not the kind of thing that you usually get. So that's a, I guess that's a pretty good check and balance and I know uh, with the new credit card they used to say that if you were going on a trip you should let your credit card company know in advance and and I was just told by a credit card company it's like, "Oh, you don't have to do that anymore."
7: Mhm. But yet on on the TV, I saw a commercial from Bank of Montreal the, the agent from the Bank of Montreal is calling a client the client answers and they they introduce themselves. they say I'm calling from the Bank of Montreal and the person on the other end says oh they even know my name and then you know they wrap up the commercial with you know whatever thing they're saying saying that you know it's okay for the bank to call you but meanwhile I've been to my bank and they said we will never phone you and we will never send an email to you if we have something to to, to talk to you about you will get it through the old fashioned mail, the snail mail.
1: Okay, well, that's yeah, interesting. Thanks night. a lot.
7: Okay, Excuse thanks. me. Thanks,
1: for, thanks a lot for your call, Jake. Uh, we're still, uh, uh, we have Daniel Williams on the line. We're still going to try to get through uh, a few of your calls before we have to take a break in two minutes, people. So, uh, Eleanor in Aurelia. Hi, Eleanor. Hi, uh, Libby. Uh, Libby, I have a concern um, we get our
3: canceled checks back mm-hmm. and, um, I, uh, had uh, written a check and, uh, they, what they do, they photocopy the checks you have. Uh, yep. And so anyway, there's uh, a check on there and I went and I asked because it was, what happened is that they deposited the check electronically. Yep. And, uh, so my concern is, okay, what did they do with my check? Because they still have my check because they've just taken a picture of it with their um, monitor at home. Who's who's they? You, um, oh, you mean the... Well, uh, because I know this happened because I had sent someone a gift and I sent a check.
1: Oh, uh, the, oh, I see what you mean. The it's bank. the person you sent it to. So, uh, Daniel, do you have an answer for that?
3: Um,
2: I know all of those um, processes are, uh, are very safe. And uh, if you... If the money is going to the wrong place, uh, you know you will find out. You'll dispute it, and you'll get your money back.
3: Well, my concern is that uh, they uh, the 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 check takes the process because they've taken a picture of it electronically, mm-hmm. but they still have physically your check in their hands with your account number on it. That's what I'm concerned about.
2: Well, you know, and in reality, I mean, if you're worried about that, they could have made a copy before they processed it in the old days as well.
3: Well, that's true, too. You know, so it, if, if you... Okay, it's just that uh, things are changing. Uh, yep, things are changing. And I just, uh, you know, it's a concern when you see that because it's it's very obviously obvious uh, when you get your bank statement that it was done electronically because it's a, a very small picture of the check.
1: Okay. okay, thank you, Libby. Okay, thank you very much. Goodbye, bye bye, uh, Daniel Williams from the Anti Fraud Center. Thanks so much for joining us
0: and for your insights. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back. On You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.